Hello everyone, this is Pastor Dean Thompson with a word of hope. Let us follow the Good Shepherd. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23 is a favorite of many Bible-believing, scripture-memorizing Christian. It is considered to be a part of a trilogy of Psalms. Psalms 22, 23, and 24 function together to give a flowing message about the goodness of God, the great shepherd of his people. A better understanding of each of these three Psalms comes through seeing them together as a set. One commentator, Ironside, hints that in the New Testament, God the shepherd is seen under three different aspects. I quote, in John 10, he says, I am the good shepherd. In Hebrews 13, he is called the great shepherd as brought again from the dead. And in 1 Peter 5, looking unto his second coming, when the under shepherds will give an account to him, he is spoken of as the chief shepherd. Someone long ago suggested that in Psalm 22, we have the good shepherd giving his life for the sheep. In Psalm 23, the chief shepherd in resurrection, in resurrection life, guiding his people through the wilderness of this world. And in Psalm 24, the great shepherd coming again in power and glory to bring in everlasting blessing. Unquote. In Psalm 22, we see the picture of the shepherd on the hill of Calvary, suffering for the sheep he loves. The very first line of this psalm is, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Psalm 22 verse 1. This pictures Christ on the cross. And this psalm also ends with the words, For he has done it. Psalm 22 verse 31. This could also be translated, It is finished. Psalm 24 typifies the shepherd ascending into, into glory to the heavenly Mount Zion. So Psalm 22 and Psalm 24 focus on two hills, Mount Calvary and Mount Zion. And in between the two hills is the valley, Psalm 23. Psalm 23 shows the shepherd in the valley of the shadow of death, leading his flock to glory. Psalm 22 represents justification. To be made right with God, everyone must go to Calvary. There we receive forgiveness. There we are washed and receive the, the, the righteousness of Jesus. 
There we are sanctified as God's elected children. Psalm 24 represents glorification, where the victorious sheep are carried into the very presence of the great shepherd of the flock. In these two, in between these two, justification and glorification, we have sanctification. Psalm 23 is about living the sanctified life in this dark, sin-cursed earth. How does one live this sanctified life? By having a personal relationship with the Good Shepherd who laid down his life for you and by following him all the way. Those who follow Jesus never get lost. Notice that the focus of this psalm, Psalm 23, is never on what the sheep does for itself, but on what the shepherd continues to do for his sheep. All the sheep really does in the psalm is conf confidently follow the shepherd. The sheep places no confidence in what it can do. In fact, it is able to do nothing to keep itself. Its confidence is in the presence of the shepherd and what the shepherd does to and for it. And what the shepherd continues to do. So we put no trust in our own good works, but in the completed work of Jesus, our great shepherd. Our loving shepherd, our loving shepherd knows his sheep intimately. He knows where and when to feed us, how to restore us, and is always ready to defend us against the evil one. And he does it all for his own name's sake. We are the people who are called by his name. Our shepherd guides us and chastens us. He comforts and he preserves us. And he does all that is good for us. He loves us. And as we continue following after him, his goodness and mercy chases hard after us as a, as a famished cheetah chasing its prey. In the first chapter of John's Gospel, we see a situation where two of John, John the Baptist's disciples were following Jesus. They wanted to see where he was staying. He told them to come and see, John 1, 39. When they saw where, they ended up staying with him that night. So too, the, the sheep that follows Jesus all the way will dwell in his house, not just for a night, but forever. Surely, goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23, verse 6. Listen to the question asked in Psalm 24. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Psalm 24, verse 3. The answer is given. He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false. Psalm 24, verse 4. Who is this one with clean hands and pure heart? The one who had been washed in the blood of the Lamb. The one who had been justified on Calvary and lived the sanctified life through the valley. Who is that? Who is, who is it that may ascend the hill of the Lord and stand in his, holy, in his holy place? The one who in faith declares, Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Are you that one? Are you following the good shepherd today? Are you his sheep who knows his voice and, and follows only him? Who are you following today? Listen to what Jesus says. 
My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. That is John 10, 27 and 20, 28. Here is another interesting fact about this trilogy, trilogy of Psalms. That reveals the true blessedness of these psalms and the beauty of divine inspiration. The hill of the Lord mentioned in Psalm 24 is Mount Zion in Jerusalem, and the holy place is the temple that is located there. Jesus the Good Shepherd was crucified on a hill outside of the city, a hill called Golgotha or Calvary, and that is pictured in Psalm 22. But to get from one hill to the other, one must crossed a valley. Psalm 23. I find that to be very significant the way the physical features of the land correspond with the arrangement of these three psalms in this trilogy. My friends, as we go through these difficult and unprecedented times, the one sure hope we have is to know Jesus. Let us get to know him and follow him. Let us, like Peter, say, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of life, the words of eternal life. We believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. John 6, 68 and 69. Let us follow no other but Jesus. Then we will certainly dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Let us not be swayed and moved by conspiracy theories and, and sensationalism. These things only cause us to lose sight of Jesus and we end up following another. O God, our Father, help us, I pray, to follow only you. Help us to know the distinctness of your voice so we won't follow another. Help us to, to, to trust you completely, to abide in your presence and to live the life that counts the sanctified life. Help us to abide in you and let your goodness and mercy overtake us as we follow hard after you. We want to dwell in your house forever, O God. Bless us unto this end, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, my brothers and sisters.